The police force catch the wrong guy. No surprise there. And the trail of bombs continue. We're talking about that right now. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Hello, everybody. Hello, Marshmallows. Welcome to Veronica Mars, Season 4, Episode 3, Keep Calm and Party On. I'm your host, Kelsey Hightower, and with me I have one of the original Marshmallows, Shay Jones. Hi, guys. So excited. How yes, I'm good. I This is a action-packed episode. I'm really excited to talk about it. First off, what are your overall thoughts, Shay? It was crazy. The whole single bomb head thing that was so crazy i like there's just i think there's no better word to say than crazy to describe this episode i mean it was fun it was reckless hangovers (laughs) it was crazy from the spring breakers to the severed heads so we've got some crazy things to talk to you about today um which include maddie and veronica's relationship daniel maloof's secret and his kidnapping plus we're talking about the pchers making a comeback and the bombings Um, all being connected to Chino. We have that to talk about on the show, plus we have our special segment called Breaking the Glass Ceiling. And finally, we have a bit of news for you. So without further ado, let's jump into this crazy episode by talking about Maddie and Veronica. Maddie has opened up her relationship with Veronica after she talks to the pizza guy and finds out a little bit more about her past veronica's past at neptune and so then she decides she's going to open up and trust veronica which leads them to um stalking perry walsh and finding out this guy doing a little um pi work together did you enjoy seeing their relationship um come together a little bit more in this episode i enjoyed it it was in a way a teachable moment veronica trying to teach maddie how to deal with her rage in the like obviously the only way she knows how and it's kind of it's good to get even right that's so good to say like it was a teachable moment and that's pinned it on the head for that one is seeing veronica being an adult being her running the business and kind of investing into a younger veronica mars type girl which was really cool to see and then we see them finding perry walsh and he's connected to the fitzpatrick's do my question for you is do you see the Fit, Fitzpatrick's being involved in this crime in the bombing bombing and I mean if so I feel like it's very small I I really think Perry Walsh was more acting alone or I mean not alone so much as he was brought into whatever was happening with all the bombings so I really he's more of a patsy than anything to me Okay. Yeah. I just, well, I mean, maybe they did play a small part like you're talking about because for him to be able to put together a bomb and to put it in the vending machine, that kind of shows he is fast and loose because you don't know when the bomb's going to go off if you're waiting for someone to like shake the vending machine or something like that. So maybe it's not as intentional. Maybe it's just uh, another crime. I don't know. I feel like it's got to be connected somehow, though. I just don't know how the Fitzpatricks, although the Fitzpatricks come from a bunch of jailbirds, so it could all be tied together somehow. 
Yeah, I just don't think they played the biggest part that I see. Yeah. Okay. Well, what else do you think about Maddie's relationship? Do you think we're going to continue to see Maddie throughout this series? Or do you think that she's kind of put in her time on the show and and we'll move on to someone else? No, she's she's recurring, actually. That much I do know about her character. So I definitely know we're going to see her a lot more. And I definitely feel Veronica's kind of going to impart some of her investigative wiles and ways to get information from other people that she needs onto Maddie. That's true. Um, their finding of Perry Walsh led Keith to turn in Perry Walsh to the police department. And this is a reoccurring theme throughout Veronica Mars universe where they get pretty much hand over the suspect, the guy, to the police, and then they get no credit for that. Were you... Were you kind of surprised, or was it a re- just you know a normal thing to happen that you know Perry Walsh got taken in by the SWAT team, and then nobody even mentions you know Keith or Veronica? I mean, I, f- I think that's a, it's a good reason why they keeps getting keep getting left involved. I mean, most police stations don't really say that oh this private investigator. They don't try to give them the credit anyway, and especially how. Uh, Chief Landon just said, and to the Mayor Dobbins, for your belief in my department and in me, it was very an F you <laughs> in a sense to Mayor Dobbins because he just, he wanted to bring in the FBI. He didn't have any, so, so much confidence in them at all. Right. So, I mean, it's, it makes a lot of sense that it's happening. And plus, if they stay out of it, that means they can still move in the shadows that they need to, to because neither one actually believed after it happened that Perry Wash was actually the guy. More so much he was a patsy or or a scapegoat, you could say. Mm-hmm. That's true. Because when, this, when the SWAT team came in, he had a bomb and, you know, committed suicide. So it, he's like, he's gone. He's served his purpose um, in this greater picture of the bombing. So... Yeah, I guess that is true. Um, and it's good for them because they should be in the shadows. That's how they get all their best work done anyways. So it's good. Moving on to Congressman Daniel Maloof. He has a huge part in this episode. We see him. We knew that he hired Logan. So Logan's part of the security team now. One man security team. One man security team for a congressman who should have his own team ahead of time, as you pointed out in the last episode. Um, And his battle is greater than his nicotine addiction, I think, in this episode. He is trying to get out of politics, and he's being blackmailed by someone who we don't know is blackmailing him. And because he has a tape out there. Everyone's got a tape these days. You know, that's so... Like, if you're just going to, I mean, I'm fine if you want to use your computer. Just put a tape over the camera. Yeah. The only thing thing they can worst they can do is get your voice, and that's about it. Yeah. So, just anybody who is popular, you know, just put tape over your camera, your webcam, for your... Protection. Yes. These days, what's a little bit scary that I've heard about is coming out is the technology where you can kind of, like, add your face add somebody's face to like another body in a video like this is a new thing that's coming out that's a little bit scary to know about and be coming up so i mean he could always blame something like that on that or I mean, if you're gonna do a sex tape just go old school do a vhs 
Yeah. I'm marking that. Like a DVD. Why do you need a to D- see that? I don't. A DVD box in a rocky in a rocky box or something. Just so if you're gonna do that, at least then you have the physical evidence and something so inconspicuous. Nobody would actually under, like know that that would be you know that's where we keep it. And then you can watch it on your computer to your heart's content without even having to like worry about it. Nobody even has a DVD player anymore or VHS player, much less. So they're not going to be able to watch the tape, even if they found it. They'd be like, what do I do with this? Well, back in my hometown, I still have my VHS DVD box together. Yeah. My house house back home is old school. So Uh, so you would be able to watch it. We we (laughs) would come to you if we find any tapes. How about that? I mean, like there's a lot of conversion now it's yeah, true like, version things so you can also maybe convert something from dvd to a vhs if you need it so you know you can or you can take the vhs and convert it to a dvd that's true so we've got a lot of solutions <laughs> for congressman maloof um he should not have let this dictate his politic decisions but he does and but he has a wife and he and a family kids. now yes yeah, so. yeah so it's realistic to what would happen today so he has bigger problems than that because he's got all sorts of people coming after him. He has, um, you know, the two redneck guys, family members, brothers. Aren't yeah, they the car family. The yeah. car family. Um, they're like the brothers to her, to right? Tommy, yeah. Yes. So they're coming after Congressman Maloof um, because they want the ring. And they're not going to rest until they get the ring. They kidnap him in the van. But at the same time, the cartel is watching and follows them, his kidnappers, um, and pretty much save Congressman Maloof just so that they can kill him. Or get the information they need anyway. And then kill him, you know, mm-hmm. essentially. There, that was the goal. Um, yeah, so this is a huge thing. And my biggest thing that I have is Logan, he never tells a security team, Logan, about any of this happening. Well, Logan told him to stay inside while Logan and Veronica went to that murderhead meeting. So, first of all, this is on Daniel Maloof. You should have stayed your butt in the hotel. You could have post made it some snacks. That is so true. Uh, saying, or the nicotine. Or I'm just saying, like, that there, there's, a, there's a concierge in the Neptune Grand. You could have got somebody to go pick it up for you and just Bingo. have it delivered to your room without leaving it. That's the best part about room service. You can even just ask, hey, does any of your workers here have a cigarette? Someone's going to. I'm just saying. Someone is going to. There's a lot of things that led up to the decision of him actually leaving after Logan told you to stay here behind in your room. Really, sir? I know. But nevertheless, he does. And then I know he's trying to hide this from Logan because he broke the rules and didn't do what he was supposed to. But Logan essentially works for him. So why wouldn't he catch Logan up on what happened? I, it, I, partly, I feel like it's pride, partly because he didn't follow what Logan told him to do, and he almost got himself killed without Logan being there. I feel like that also, that would have caused Logan guilt if something actually happened to the congressman, because he was out with Veronica trying to solve a bombing, and it's like a big thing, and none of the Maloofs know he can actually speak Arabic, which is everything. That was the biggest thing this episode for me. When he said that, I was like, oh! <gasps> What? Well, he's in, That's the, incredible. he's in the Navy and he's mostly stationed in Afghanistan and Iraq. If this dude cannot speak Arabic, 
bigger yeah. problems. Yeah. So I'm like, to actually think that the person you hired does not speak Arabic is hilarious for right. you guys. Well, but he doesn't know that he was stationed there, right? I don't think that I know, Logan... No, he knows he was a Navy intelligence officer. Okay. And but I'm... he doesn't know the details, I'm sure. He could have did a background check. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but the guy doesn't even have his own security team. So yeah, he's I mean, not... There's a lot of holes. You for... know, there's not... <laughs> A whole lot of maybe he's got bigger fish to fry, I think, than thinking about Logan. He's like, I like this guy. Come be on my team, you know. Like, yeah, but if you don't tell your person that's supposed to protect you, they can't protect you properly, which it, is also the saying. problem. I know you can't be protected if the person protecting you doesn't know all the information, whether it makes you look foolish or not. I know because your life is in danger, sir. I know. So now we have the cartel who is spared his life. So they're kind of, I guess, they're kind of. I, would you say they're working for him or not? Because well, he promised them money if he took care of the Car brothers. So in right. in the case of them working for him, they're working for him to exterminate a problem. Yes, and, and then will it continue? I feel like no. Uh, <laughs> but can, once you get involved with the cartel, can you ever escape? Well, technically, it's only the lackeys of the cartel, so it's not even the real cartel, like the the boss or anything. So, and plus, they're paying; he's paying them their own separate money that has nothing to do with what the boss gave them to come to Neptune with, anyway. So, I mean, in their decision making, it's like I can just I can make some extra cash real quick for doing something I already do in Mexico. I'm just going to do it in California, right? That would be a good point. I would like to stick to that point, but I'm worried that they would. In the car, they were worried that he already knew too much information because they knew that it, it they let it slide that one of them, um, Alonzo, is seeing a ho- one of the girls at the hotel was coming over a new friend, Claudia. Yeah. So they were like, oh, the congressman knows too much almost or like we let something slip. So that was kind of a point when they were double checking, like, should we just go ahead and kill him anyways? And then that's when he was like, I'll give you money. I'm just worried that. There's going to be extra ties there where it's like, oh, we got to keep you just one additional group coming after the congressman that's like involved in blackmailing him or keeping him around or in line sort of thing. I mean, we'll that's what see. I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. That's where my head's at, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that was a really intense scene, though, with the congressman. I I felt so bad for him. Oh, this poor... I do feel I, sympathetic towards the congressman, I will say. He's not the brightest bulb in the box because he keeps getting himself in trouble, but then you still feel a little bit sympathetic towards what's happening to him because he's just getting beat up from every group out there. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, if you kill me, I can't give you a ring anyway. <laughs> exactly. He's like, oh, I'm going to take everything that's your watch and everything that's on you. So it doesn't matter if I kill you or not. So there we are. Thank goodness that they were listening to the radio and they found out that Perry Walsh was the alleged bomber. So they thought, okay, we don't have to kill him. Now, Let's go ahead and just slide on into another group, which is the PCHers. We saw Weevil come back. And Which I'm so happy for. That was a really exciting moment. If every episode we can see like a new character come back, that would be just the best day ever. Because uh, uh, we opened it with Veronica on her like little morning night jog. <laughs> And this little little pubescent teenager, not even like having a grown up voice, just like <laughs> give me your give me your stuff. He's, he's just like, 
you don't have to call me a bitch. It's you can you can be a PCHer and respect women. And I just at that moment I was like, this is a very classy classic Veronica move. And it's so calm, but it's so also right. If you're just gonna you know just trying to steal from me, you can still respect me. Why I gotta be a bitch? Why can't I just be a, a woman you're stealing from? Right. Why does why we have to get offensive about it? Exactly. She it's another teachable moment by, by Veronica Mars. She's like respect women. I'm gonna teach you even as a gang member to be respectful. And she still she has that trusty taser. It came out and I was so happy. That was the best moment when she just tased him. And she explained why she knew what he was. I the taser. I love that that made an appearance. It's it's a throwback, and it's like she still has that. It's still a part of who she is. I feel like that's a part of her identity as Veronica Mars. It was super cool. Yeah, and like to have, she's like, you know what? Give me your wallet. And then he he's just like he said something offensive, and she's like, well, you know, I like mine well done. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, dude, if you really want to keep your package, you might just want to give up the wallet. And that's what happens. She gets all of the wallets that he stole from Spring Breakers and his wallet. I immediately thought, how much trouble is this poor kid going to be in when he gets back? He's going to get beat up by the PCHers because he is in trouble. So we see Weevil at the at the party, yeah. and we also meet up with Claudia, and she's find out his sister. Yes, she brings Alonzo, a guy she just met, to meet her family. That's a little early for me, but I mean, we can roll with it. We can roll with it. Very early, you know, love at first sight for Claudia and Alonzo. Maybe, maybe. Uh, so she meet, he meets the fam, and that starts a connection between him being one of the cartel and meeting the PCHers and... Meeting Weevil and Weevil being the big brother and saying, as long as your cartel business doesn't affect my sister and you keep her happy, we have no issues. That's right. And I like that we're getting a little connection here between Weevil and Alonzo, and I think that that's going to help Veronica down the road get some intel maybe from Weevil. Because... I'm excited for her and Weevil to, like, reconnect. I think it's going to be a sweet moment. No, you're shaking your head. What are you thinking? Some stuff. What? (laughs) Tell us. I'm thinking some stuff. Only because I saw episode four, so I kind of know where their relationship is at. And Mm. it makes me sad for how they, where their relationship is. Oh, you mean Veronica and Weevil? Yes. Okay, where their relationship is Now. now in this episode or, like, where they've come you're talking yeah. about now in this episode? Or, or like, now in this series? Yeah, in the series. Okay, got it. Granted, I hope it does get better because of what I know, because they... But also, what I love about their relationship, Weevil and Veronica, no matter how many times they disagree with each other, they um, they just disagree or they're on opposite sides, mm-hmm. or they just, you know, they obviously have a very fiery disposition to the other person of reaction wise they're always they like always seem like they always be best friends and they're like always back to being enemies very quickly like at a flip of a switch true so seeing that it's class it is classic the veronica mars era and in the world so i really hope that we can see more of the reason why and hopefully i get to see the closeness that happened between them right and the backstory that's happened and just it's part of the past as far as them like not being on the same team and fighting each other and then getting back together and being like best friends like you said yeah yeah because we'll see i mean 
in this episode, we just saw a little touch of Weevil. We haven't yes. seen anything of Veronica and Weevil together. So I think no. so. That's coming. We are gonna talk about that more in the next episode. But talking about Chino, um, this was a big plot point because Veronica now believes that towards the end of this episode, she believes that Chino is the glue that is tying the bombings together. So she kind of thinks that it's connected. All of these different people and all these different pockets are connected by the Chino prism. Yeah, because all the all the um, the ex cons that are either terrorizing or pranking all the stores on the boardwalk for the beautification are all ex Chino alums, and obviously the two biggest are Big Dick and Clyde. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about BD and Clyde. BD, BD. <laughs> so now that now that Clyde, you know, came to Veronica in the last. Uh, episode before in Chino and the Man and she kind of turned him down because I mean if somebody doesn't want to be found is I think I thought that was a very brave choice for her to say it seems that she has you know decided not to have you part of her life exactly and I liked his reaction as well because he said you know I admire that you came out and were so direct with me and she was like most people don't think that so I liked that she was honest and he was also honest in that moment yeah, I thought that was really cool. And then, obviously, you have the murder heads and their own theories on exactly what's going on. And you have Veronica and Logan just kind of taking taking it all in in a way that's just, um, okay, are these guys amateurs? Are they not amateurs? I don't know. What who, the, the murder heads? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, like, right. And like, in their inner monologue, I don't know what the field. I don't know who... Who could be right? Or some of these out, most outlandish claims. Yes. When they went to the Murderhead meeting, yeah. they're, yeah, just kind of, like you said, taking it all in and figuring out who these guys are. It's like they're trying to find a bit of truth in all of their yes. assumptions, I would say. And then you you just have, you know, they're also their kind of love of Veronica and Logan and their cases that there there are their lives though. Right. Like the cases that you're bringing up are our lives and they're not exactly something we want to talk about with you anyway. Exactly. It was kind of fun to see the murder heads like fangirling out about Logan and Veronica. It kind of felt like me in a sense like what they were saying. They were like, oh we've got uh, Logan Eccles here and blah 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 and you guys are still together I would see and I was just like, oh my gosh this is like what I'm talking about. I was like, me too! Like, so relatable. Murderheads. Love them. They're just, they're a very interesting bunch. (laughs) They sure are. They sure are. They are they're a mess. A little bit. Because you you have like the three people in the computers doing the FaceTime video chat and one of the guys is from Greek, from ABC Family, and I love him. So to see him do this role, and it's very sarcastic and very snarky. I really, I loved it. Mm-hmm. And then have him and Penn, like, go back and forth with each other. I know, that was that was great. But none of them have put together the Chino bit yet, have they? Well, for Penn, it has to be Maloof, however. So... Like, they're also just trying to figure out, like, and none of them also believe that it's Maloof. They think that it's a very far-fetched and it's not, you know, it's not like, really there. And I think Pan is, when he gets focused, he doesn't see everything else. Like, even in the episode before, he said, did you ever find out who killed Lily Kane? 
And I went, like, if I was Veronica, I would have slapped you. Right. Because, sir, well, I, know, I know who killed my best friend. I know. Like, And then they start accusing her of being like, oh, she has to be small, tiny, you know, your description. And it's just like, if I were Logan, I'd be like destroying the TV and screen and technology and everything. Be like, I think that'd be too easy, though. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm it, sure. It'd be like just kicking a puppy if he actually went for it. Right, exactly. So, but yeah, none of them have figured out it's Chino yet. They're saying other suspects and saying that it's a congressman but don't really believe it and Yeah, they didn't like the fact that Penn actually went and did interviews without like actually claiming the murder heads, but like they say you're claiming the murder heads, but we haven't decided as a group who actually we believe is responsible or as a suspect for the actual bombings. I think that's so precious. We haven't decided as a group who has done this. I I'm going to have a soft spot in my heart for the murderheads, I believe. They're just, kind, they're like naive and innocent, but fun, I guess. And they also get in the way, of course, but that's kind of what I pick up from them. But then, here's a question. So, the guy with the severed head thing bomb, obviously he was roofing and like date raping girls. And Jim's and the guy, Jimmy James guy who got killed in the first bombing of the sea sprite he pulled a drunk girl into his lap so also does that mean not only could chino be the part but guys who are mm, offensive or you just not just not correct with women Mm -hmm. in a sense are also targets right i think that it would be too close to the hearst rapes i think that if they tied in that again it might be too much to do it would feel more like a repeat or i don't know right like the right word for it but i feel like they covered it a little bit already and maybe they want to touch on it now because it's still like people are still dealing with rape and Mm -hmm. all sorts of bad things still like just because you do one season of that doesn't mean that it's like solved you know the problem or made a huge difference or whatever but i don't think that they would do maybe a repeat of it so like out there like so blatantly but i think it's more not so much to touch on the rapes as much as the justice of your actions because it took forever to get that justice in during the Hearst college ones but for this one it's seeming that the target is getting deadly serious about the action that you cause to harm to another being, another woman, Mm -hmm. that wasn't correct. And now you are, I'm your judge, jury, and executioner. I see. I see what you're saying. I see where you're going with this. Yeah. Well, would that bring something to the congressman? Because he's got this tape. He doesn't do anything that we know of to, like, anyone else. Yeah, it was like a cam girl, right? Yeah, they said it was a cam girl, and Veronica even was like, it's not even the same room, so it's fine. But would that put him... (laughs) Still in harm's way? Would something I mean, be... I feel like the cam girl thing is more con, um, con, uh, consi- uh, con, consensual. Yeah. Yeah, consensual versus against right, somebody's yeah. will. Right. So I feel like in that case, he should be safe. But with the with the congressman, we don't know because he has a lot of secrets, okay? He does. <laughs> Um, this kind of, we'll talk about that maybe more in predictions. But um, the ending of this episode was... Huge because they're watching the volleyball game and there's another 
bombing. And yeah. that is where we're left off. So it really leads us to know that the bomber is not dead, but he's still out there. Mm-hmm. So that's where we're left off. And that kind of concludes our review, I think, on the show. What are Do you have any overall thoughts on the show or anything else you want to touch before we get into our special segments? I liked seeing, like, Nicole and having um, Veronica and Logan and Dick, like, just have, like, a whole, like, even though they're adults, like, they can still party. I love that But they can't too. handle the consequences. The, the spring breakers. And it just shows that they're getting older and they have such a hangover the next day just from having one night out. Well, Veronica does. I think Dick's used to it. Logan was kind of fine about it. He was just, uh, he, he thought, you know, he's going to get sexy time. And then he's like, oh, you know, she's throwing up all that tracks. Like, I'm not, I'm not getting my sexy time. I'm not, yeah. I have to deal with my woman. That's right. <laughs> not handling her liquor. Yeah. That, I mean, that was good. That was fun to see them being out in the mix with the spring breakers. So I, yeah, I'm with you on that one. That was um, really fun. And having Wallace and Nicole meet was really nice. That was nice. Just a moment of, oh, new friend, meet Wallace. <laughs> I know. It was nice until... It wasn't. The explosion. <laughs> and it's crazy. She actually started, like, the slow walking towards it and watching the voice over. It's just like, damn, I hate to be right. Yeah. Like, she has great gut instincts. That's the one thing you can always say about Veronica. Her instincts are on point. They are. But sometimes it sucks when you're right. It does, when, yeah. Especially when it costs somebody else their life. Man, I know that feeling. No, I'm just kidding. Like, what if um, I was like, what if I was like, that's me too, you know? that. But anyways, that was the joke. I'm just sit over here and hope I don't get struck by lightning, <laughs> you know? I'm going to hold your hand if it happens to me and we're going down together. Okay, guys, fans, um, I just want to say, we want to say thank you for watching. Um, give us a thumbs up. Be sure to comment in the comment section. And if you're on iTunes, give us those five stars. We super appreciate it. Um, We love talking about Veronica Mars, and we hope that you do too. And we just want to say thank you for watching. Um, Let's jump ahead into our next segment, which is Breaking the Glass Ceiling. I love that. I know, I love the sound of it. And the Breaking the Glass Ceiling, this is where we talk and honor women who have succeeded in a male-dominated workplace. Shay, who do you have for us today? Today I have Isabella Goodwin. Tell us about Isabella. So Isabella Goodwin became the first New York City's first female detective in 1912 after serving as an NYPD matron um, for 17 years. Wow. She was instrumental in bringing a gang of robbers to justice by working undercover, and her work in this and a number of other undercover cases expanded the opportunities for what women could do in the agency. Okay, 17 years. Yeah. That is a very long time to be working and a long time to be able to make change, and I love to see that and hear that she did that. And go undercover for long periods of time like that. That's very dangerous to do. And as a woman, it's cool to be able to stand up and be like, I'm doing that and it's okay. I I know what I'm doing and I'm a tough girl. It's kind of like Veronica Mars whenever she said that she was being robbed and both Logan and her dad was like, wait, what happened? Are you okay? And she was like, yeah, I was fine. I'm good. I stunned him. I stunned him. <laughs> you know, I feel like that would be the same. That's who I'm picturing Isabella Bean. I I could see that. That moment was really funny because they're just they're they weren't expecting those words to come out of her mouth. 
She's, she's very nonchalant about it. I know. She's like, we've been busy, though. That's the only reason why I haven't mentioned it. We've kind of been busy these couple of days. I've, she I've can, had to prioritize what I was going to tell you. Right. She can take care of herself, and they know it, but it's... I mean, they're still guys, and they're so protective of her, exactly. and they love her. I mean, that's, I mean, that's a nice feeling, though, when you have somebody, even though you, you can take care of yourself... To know that your man or your dad is still want to be that protector for you is always great to see. I know. I love that, too. Um, okay. Do we have a bit of news? After we do. What is it? So if you guys were wondering the season why you only saw a little bit of Dick Casablancas, it's because, unfortunately, Ryan was filming two, count them, two different movies, and then he can only work in three episodes this season. Mm. He's supposed to have five, but he can only do two. So he was working on filming a Fantasy Island movie and the Tiffany Haddish Rose Brin comedy Unlimited Partners. Wow. So he's a bit, he's been a busy bee, you know. You know he's working and that's really awesome and it's still fun to see actually how close Ryan and Kristenville are. Like they do like couples with their own like their wives and husbands. They do like couple dates with each other, and they're just really very tight. Versus their characters who are kind of kind of, or Dick doesn't mind her like Veronica, but Veronica's just like I'm over you. Yep, <laughs> that is fun to see, and I like to see that they're friends in real life and they hang out in real life. We were talking about this before the show. We both really hope that Dax makes a special cameo. I really wanted to happen. That would be incredible to see that this season. Watching him pop up in the movie was everything, and for her, the reaction of just like disgust coming from her, obviously the opposite because you've been with the man for twelve years. Yeah. You have so, kids with him. Like, you, have, you love him. You got him. two kids. Madly um, in love. So I love their relationship. I think they're, they're like, that's a couple goal. And they're very always candid about their relationship. Yes. Like, they do lives together and really get deep in the conversations about it. That's, it is good. It's really honest and open. And that's why I think everybody loves them so much. Most people love them so much, I should say. Yeah. But, yeah, that's great. And we're happy to hear that. People have jobs and are working in other movies and other TV shows and being, you know, famous actors. That's cool. We like to see that. Support them in other things as well. Yeah, Frozen 2 is coming very soon. November. Who's ready? I mean, she is ever. I just am so happy that she is in so many things because, you know, Kristen Bell is, like, incredible. Yeah. Okay. Enough fangirling. Let's um, talk, before we get into predictions, let's talk about overall thoughts about this episode. Any favorite moments? Getting drunk. Spring <laughs> break. At, at the Comrade Quack. I just, I found that entirely funny because, you know, Dick texted Logan to bring him pants. And in your mind, why would you send that text? But then you're like, oh, it's DC. So you're just like, okay. It kind of makes sense until you get there. You're like, he's a spring breaking. Yes. And only... He only his character would do something like that, and you'd actually be okay with it. <laughs> yes, it makes sense in that moment that that's what his character would do. I would say my favorite moment of this episode is either I loved um, when Logan nonchalantly said that he speaks Arabic. That was a super cool moment that stood out to me. And secondly, um, which we just talked about, was Veronica Mars nonchalantly talking about how she took out the robber kid. <laughs> I thought that was just so tough and cool of her. So that's those are my favorite moments. Let's go ahead and jump into our predictions. And now... Your After Buzz TV predictions. 
so many things to cover. There are so many different characters. Yes. Do you want to start us off? Okay. Okay, yes. So Shay, I pre- what's your prediction? I predict that we're definitely going to see definitely some more characters from our very, like, past characters from the VMAR world. See how they're doing. And I'm really excited for that. Because you've always wondered what happened to these characters you saw, whether they did a big part or a small part in the in the entire series. So I'm really hoping to see more of where they're at in their lives. And I predict that we're definitely going to figure out the whole Chino angle and how deep it might even go. Because I think that, I feel like that really is going to be the big thing that somehow ties all the bombings together. Okay. I don't know in what way, and I really want. I really would love to just say Clyde is behind it, but I feel like that would almost be like a red herring or too easy. But I'm not shying away from if it could be a possibility. Okay, I think that we didn't talk about Nut this time because that didn't really come up. But I think that's going to come up with Clyde, um, and I also think that we will see more of. Um, Veronica and Logan's relationship. I don't know what's going to happen at the very end of the episode, but I hope that they get closer together and that they work together more on this episode. I hope he doesn't get, you know, like deported or, or not deported. Sorry, um, deported. If, I, I'm thinking of I'm thinking about the cartel. I'm thinking about everything right now. Um, no, that he doesn't go on tour. Have to do another tour. You mean? Yes, yeah. go on. Yeah, exactly. So hopefully he stays around. Their relationship gets stronger. And my final thought is. I think that the um, murder heads are going to maybe mess up something um, in the tra- and leading them on the trail or leading them off the trail or something. So we'll see. I f- definitely feel like they're definitely. I don't so much as leading it off the trail so much as they're going to try to. They're going to blow up something that's like a, the biggest. Maybe thing. not literally. No, like, <laughs> not literally. Like figuratively speaking, they're going to mess up in a way that really affects the case. Because as much as they think they are investigators and this and that, it's, like, I have a license for mine, okay? <laughs> like, I've been doing it since high school as well. So when it comes to that, I'm just, I'm really nervous as to how deep and involved they're going to get. Yes, too deep and involved and mess things up. So I think that will be coming shortly yeah. in the next few episodes. All right, anything else that uh, before we close off about the show that you'd like to say? I'm so happy. I'm so happy it's back. (laughs) Yes, I love that. Um, Thank you guys for watching. Um, We will be back with episode four soon. But until then, Shay, where can everybody find you? You guys can find me at Real Shay Jones on Twitter and Instagram. Grand Hotel Mondays at 8 p.m. And the season mid finale for Good Trouble on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. with a special guest. All right. And I'm Kelsey Hightower. And you can find me online at at Kelsey Hightower. And you'll see me right back here for the next episode four. Season four. <laughs> Season four, episode four. <laughs> Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.